Welcome to the Coffee Buzz. I'm Brad. Thank you so much for joining me this morning or whenever it is that you happen to to hear this. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. It's morning for me. It's uh, kind of, I would say bright and early, but the sun's not even out yet. Uh, that's the only time I can, I can really get in here and uh, say hello. So hello, friend. I, uh, I'm glad you waited on me. It's been a while since I've uh, stopped by and said hi. I'll try to I'll try to do better. I know I keep saying that. Um, I break one of the fundamental rules of podcasting, and that is um, you're supposed to be consistent. And so um, I know I'm not. Sometimes they're every week. Sometimes they're what is this? Three weeks since the last one. But um, you're still here, and that's what's important. I appreciate you for uh, putting up with me and my lack of consistency. Hopefully the content makes up for it. Um, we'll see. You know, I think I've got a good one for you today. I was um, watching Willy Wonka a few weeks ago. Great movie, right? Uh, I was doing the, the Gene Wilder version because as much respect and uh, admiration as I have for Johnny Depp as an actor, I... Uh, this wasn't that wasn't his best role when he tried to tackle the Willy Wonka, but Gene Wilder, I mean, come on, he nailed it. May he rest in peace. Um, it's just such a great movie, great metaphor, you know, for life, in my opinion, especially the boat scene, right? Because, I mean, really, there is no earthly way of knowing which direction we are going. There's no knowing where they're rowing. Or which way the river is flowing. Okay, I'll stop. I could keep going on that one, but I won't. Um, but yeah, it was one of our uh, Friday night movie nights a while back. And uh, really cool movie, but I have to tell you, a little, little honesty time. I don't like candy much. Um, or at least I didn't think I did. Because the next day, you know, we're all jazzed up. Just watch Willy Wonka. Let's go downtown and hit the local uh, candy shop, because that's kind of fun. Um, so we get down there, and the kiddo is just going you know, crazy, picking out all kinds of, of odd assortments. Assort, assortments? <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, but yeah, one of them was allegedly the most sour candy in the world. Um, I don't know if that's true. I tried one, and I'm like, okay, it's sour, but uh, I don't know if it's the most sour. But I thought I was going to get out of there without having purchased anything. And we were all the way at the front. And I see behind the counter some chocolate-covered espresso beans. And, uh, yeah, that's my weakness, I got to tell you. Uh, although I don't really get to eat them a whole lot, um, I fast through the day. And so by the time that I have my eating window opened up, uh, it's too late for chocolate-covered espresso beans. You know, I'd be up all night. Uh, usually they're a, kind of a weekend treat, you know, in that afternoon when I'm starting to feel the dip, but I don't want to have like a full-blown cup of coffee. That's where chocolate-covered espresso beans come in. I mean, it's a, it's a beautiful thing. You got the bitterness of the chocolate and the, uh, the bean along with that sweet chocolate taste. You, can, you can't go wrong. Man, there's been a lot of great albums coming out this year. And I think it probably has to do a lot with, you know, 2020 just being everybody was locked up, right? And uh, all these musicians just 
couldn't tour, they couldn't do anything. And so they started recording, started writing songs. And man, it just seems like every month I've got another album that's just kind of blowing me away. Um, the first one up in my queue, Thundercat. Have you heard of this guy? I mean, he's not like underground, but uh, he's not like top 40 either. He's a kind of a jazz pop musician. I would say more jazz than pop, but um, he is a bass player extraordinaire, singer-songwriter, and I thought this genre was gone, you know, like after, and I don't mean to compare him to these people, but like back in the 80s, there was a lot of bands that had this sound, um, like Steely Dan or um, even Michael McDonald, things like that. But these musicians that would have jazz songs that made it onto the pop charts. And it was kind of a hybrid sort of, uh, of, of genre back then. And it just sort of slowly kind of fizzled out. But then Thundercat came on the scene and saved jazz music. <laughs> um, he's great. Uh, I can't get enough of this guy. Um, I know it sounds weird to say you got to hear this guy play bass, but you really do. Um, the, the latest one he has, it is what it is, but he's got, I think, five albums out. Um, you can't go wrong with any of them. Another guy who is really not as nearly as popular as he should be, his name is Jesse Woods. Uh, I want to say this is his third album, and... He is a straight-ahead singer-songwriter, uh, at least on the previous albums. Um, and the latest one, Wimberly, it sounds like like Woody Guthrie and Pink Floyd decided to collaborate on a record. It just, you know, that's a, the best description I can come up with this one. Um, he just has this abstract approach to the singer-songwriter genre that, um, you know, in terms of like instrumentation and uh, arrangement, it just, it's really interesting stuff. Let's see, who else do we have here in the old Spotify queue? The Mars Volta. Now, this album is, uh, is like a key to another dimension. It's a, this trippy bottomless treasure chest of like scary and beautiful things <laughs> this i will say this this one's not for everybody um it's kind of uh jarring at first but if you can stay on the ride it's like a roller coaster um but if you can hang on to this roller coaster it, you, you get used to it after like the first song um it, this one album as part of a box set they're doing it's 18 different lps which is kind of amazing if you think about it um the one that i am on is called landscape tantrums um and if you're you're feeling adventurous and uh kind of radically open-minded give this one a spin it's uh it's definitely one of those that changes your mindset as you're as you're going through it um, but it is kind of a love it or or hate it type of sound. A little bit more accessible on my list here is Leon Bridges, Gold Digger Sound. That's his uh, third and latest release. And this is one of those guys that just gets better every album. And uh, I do think this is his best from a lyrical standpoint. 
Um, you can tell he is tackling some larger themes than like the other two albums. But he just has this timeless quality to his music, and it kind of harkens back to like the R and B sound of of days ago. But he, the way he does it, it doesn't sound like uh, an affectation, or it doesn't sound you know like he's putting it on. It's a genuine from the heart album and sound. Really, all of his uh, albums are. I do think as as he goes on, he kind of moves further away from that retro sound so it'll be very interesting to see where this guy goes and what he does next a near and dear band of mine explosions in the sky came out with a new one this year it's a soundtrack for a pbs documentary about big bend and they do instrumental post-rock music you know it's a instrumentation is pretty straightforward you, you know drums guitar bass some keyboards but what they do with those instruments is amazing i mean they just create these soundscapes that even though there's no lyrics to it um dare i say it tells a story um it's it's just beautiful i mean if you want to talk about music that can raise your vibration you know if you're feeling a little low whenever i'm feeling like low i just throw on some explosions in the sky and uh, it just, their music just kind of makes me feel like everything's going to be okay. Um, <laughs> this one's hitting me a lot like their second album did, which came out back in 2003. That one's called The Earth Is Not A Cold Dead Place. And that one was almost like a soundtrack for my first marathon training. And I don't know if it's this new album coming out or the weather finally cooling off here in Texas, but I'm really feeling the call to start running longer distances now. I, uh, the other day, I, I had had a cheat meal, you know, one of those that, you know, 16, 1700 calories, right, all at once. And the next day, my wife, Kim, she was like, hey, uh, you know, what do you want to do for lunch? I said, look, I'll, I'll cook for for you and the kiddo, but um, I, I don't think I'm going to eat today, you know, not till, maybe not until dinner. And she kind of laughed at me and she said, you know, you, uh, you punish your body for things that your mind does. And I, t I sit there for a second. I'm like, huh, I think you're right about that. You know, like it was a conscious decision the previous day to decide to just throw down on this 1600 calorie meal which was amazing but then i'm gonna punish my body the next day by not eating and probably doing a longer distance than normal on the run just to try to make up for it and she's not wrong you know she's absolutely right about this but the way i look at it my body is almost like like an animal you know, like I can, uh, like an animal that you would have, uh, like a, think of a working dog, you know, a hunting dog or something like that. You would say, you know, you would tell the animal what to do. And that's sort of what I think of when I make these bad decisions the next day. I'm like, okay, you've had enough, you've got enough stored fat. You've got enough uh, food. You don't need to eat for at least another 16 to 18 hours. You know, you're not, you're not going to starve, as, as that guy says on the show to the 
people trying to lose weight. Um, it's not going to happen. So just suck it up and drink lots of water. And, and of course, coffee. Coffee is the secret to, to fasting, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, between that and, um, you know, all of the stored fat I have, I shouldn't have to eat for at least a day. I'm not saying it's going to be fun, but you know, that's, that's the price you pay for cheat meals. But this album though is, uh, just really inspiring me to get back out there and, and train the animal to run farther. Cause that's really what it is. You know, I'm consciously telling my body, we need to start running more. And, uh, I love that experience of, setting some kind of goal. I don't know what distance I'm going to run. I'm not doing any kind of like organized races or anything uh, yet. But um, I do want to, before the end of the year, you know, get into some miles, get in, put some serious miles in. We'll see how far I can get between now and, and January 1. But, you know, the snakes are starting to go back, hopefully, <laughs> into their uh, hibernation phases. Maybe not yet, but soon. So, might even get some trail runs in before it's all done. But um, it's a, uh, for me, it's a kind of a religious experience, a spiritual experience, I, I should say, running. Um, it it's, takes you out. It's another way of meditation. I've, I've always heard that. People say that, you know, uh, running is my meditation or biking or, you know, some type of physical activity is their meditation. And I get that. I really do because the mind just kind of runs out of things to think about at some point, you know, when you're on a 10 mile or anything over five miles, uh, into the 10 mile range, my mind just kind of goes blank after a while. And, um, that's really where the sweet spot is. That's where the endorphins start kicking in. And, um, you know, that's the bliss. That's the runner's high for me. And so, yeah, I think it's gonna, I think it's going to be a good year for that. I think I'm going to dig deep and, and start uh, doing some morning runs before work. That's the best way to start the day, right? Uh, I mean, I can take a lunch break and do it, but it's not the same as starting it off, uh, just you know, kicking the day in the ass and, and going for a five-mile run. Well, that's what I got today. I uh, really thank you so much for listening. It means a lot to me. I got a new playlist on the uh in the show notes here it's uh i called it grown folk music no actually i'm sorry i call it grown folk jams and i thought i was going to be the first person on spotify to have a playlist called grown folk jams but apparently there's more people like me so kudos to you guys <laughs> so check the show notes you can find all of my episodes at coffeebuzzpodcast.com or reach out to me coffeebuzzpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you next time.